0: Ready. Get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Cause you're about to go on a
1: monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. I'm Chris Voss from the Chris Voss Show. Welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate you by coming by thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're going to be talking a bunch of interesting things today, including real estate and now a man who thinks Pop Tarts. Should be part of the five food group pyramid. I'm your host, Chris Voss. We had an amazing gentleman on the show. Kevin Amos is on the show with us today. We're going to be talking about uh, real estate, real estate investments, real estate uh, in uh, investment portfolios that you can maybe get involved in. We're going to be diving down into all of it. But in the meantime, as always, it's that holiday season. And you know what? The best way to give gifts to your friends are free gifts. So just like uh write on a coupon uh link to the Chris Voss show, give it to your friends and you know, wrap it in a present so it looks nice and say, uh, Hey there, I got you something, eh? No, uh, uh give me those socks. Uh, which probably, you know, dads get stuck with the socks and the ties, but give your, give your, you know, it's just, you never, it's kids don't easy buy their dads anything. Give, give, give the gift of the podcast. That's basically what I'm trying to say here, damn it, in my little ramble. Uh, also go to goodrease.com, Forchester Chris Foss. See everything reading and reviewing over there. Go to youtube.com, Forchester Chris Foss. Uh, the big LinkedIn group, the big LinkedIn newsletter, all this stuff we have got going on on LinkedIn. Check that out as well. Today, he is the author of an amazing book, 45 day investor, how to buy an investment property with nothing down in 45 days or less. Kevin. Amos is on the show with us today. We'll be talking to him about that and his company, and we'll get into some of those details here in a second. He is a successful real estate investor and private money lender. He earned his degree in finance after serving four years in the U.S. Army. After college, Kevin spent two years working with Wall Street as a mortgage bond analyst before leaving to work in real estate financing for investors full-time. He and his companies have closed on over 2,400 transactions as a buyer, seller, or private money lender. He spent two decades as a real estate investor and 16 years in real estate lending. He is the author of the aforementioned book and has been quoted in the
0: Las Vegas
1: Review Journal, the Denver Post, Yahoo Real Estate, Denver Business Journal, and Forbes. Welcome to the show, Kevin. How are you?
0: Hey, Chris. What an intro. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: What an intro. We have a bit of energy on this show. It's a show. It's not a podcast. It's a show. That's how we, that's how we gear it. Uh, so give us your .com so people can find you on those interwebages.
0: Yeah, we, t- we talked about that right before you hit record here. We're, um, we're doing a free giveaway. Learn more about the economy, where it's at, how it compares to previous recessions, and how to stay safe, how to keep your money safe. So it's at thepinereport.com. You can download that for free. Um, otherwise, pinefinancialgroup.com
1: and and uh keep my money safe that doesn't seem like a fun thing to do. I mean I, I've been loving the roller coaster ride of crypto man that's a oh my goodness and buying shares in Tesla at this point.
0: <laughs> 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 why would I want to keep my money safe? Where's the adventure in that? it's a it's a very boring and profitable uh strategy here.
1: Yeah, yeah. sometimes the safest bets are uh you know they're slow they're slow and uh, steady, if you will. Uh, so give us an overview of what you do and uh, kind of how you do it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a real estate investor. I mean, that's where I got started. You I know, picked up that purple Bible, but the, the one from Robert Kiyosaki that we all hear about, and read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and decided real estate was really how I'm going to get rich. And so I focused in on that while I was going to college. Um, I was literally calling sellers, asking them to buy their house as I was walking between classes um, and then I was working full time also, so <laughs> ended up buying my first house. I was 21 years old, moved Holy out crap. of it, kept it as a rental, and you know I, that's what, I just saw the appreciation, I saw the cash flow, I saw the tenant paying off my my mortgage for me, and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started buying one or two houses every month while in college, what I what I learned about the business that I enjoy so much is putting the deal together, the negotiation mm-hmm. with the seller. Um, and structuring that deal. And, and it all comes down to the financing. That's how you structure your real estate deal. So I focused in on that, started raising private money from individuals and loaning that out to real estate investors to do fix and flips. And and here we are. My company's 14 years old now. So 14 wow. years later, and and we're running a, a public mortgage fund, and, and we're having a fantastic time doing it.
1: And 2,400 transactions. Yeah. I mean, you're falling short of 2,500, so you need yeah. to work on it a little bit. Next more. time we but talk, we'll cool. be there. Yeah, there you go. Probably next week. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's an extraordinary amount of business and knowledge that you uh, uh, have there. Uh, so you put a lot of this, I guess, into your book that came out in 2016, 45 Day Investor.
0: Yeah, you know, I was I was going to all the the real estate investment clubs and networking and. And investors came up to me constantly, like, how in the hell are you buying a house or two every single month? You don't have any money, and mm. you're a kid. And so I was just getting this question over and over and over, and I'm like, you know what, maybe there's a book here. So I decided to, to throw, it on, uh, you know, throw it down on, on paper and, and publish that thing. So um, it's really my story, the mm. ups and downs, so it's very transparent, some of the mistakes I've made. And, and it really does walk you through exactly the process that I took to start buying one or two houses every single month.
1: There you go. There you go. And so people can buy the book. They can read about how to build a real estate empire with cash flowing rental property and no money down. You know, that's a real thing. A lot of, a lot of people think you have to have a whole mess of money down and there's opportunities in every market, whether it's going up or down. Is that correct? Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And when you start talking about what we talk about in the book, and this is owner type financing, owner Mm -hmm. carries. Owners don't necessarily need down payments. They don't have a box of underwriting guidelines that you would have at a bank. I've never even been asked for my credit report. So it really is easy to do no money down transactions when you're getting the seller to participate in it. Mm -hmm. You just need to know how to find that seller and how to communicate with them.
1: Yeah. They're just tracked down the sellers and and uh, nailed the thing down. You know, we, we're we going through a lot of different uh, interesting things right now where we're going up and down with the Fed. The Fed seems to have been behind the Federal Reserve uh, on going after inflation, and now they're really playing hardball catch-up, which is uh, going to hurt some people. Uh, yeah. I can imagine we all kind of share in the pain. But... Uh, uh, you know, what sort of market do you see the, uh, us going to in the next short while? Do you see a huge correction? Do you see a 2008 sort of crash? Do you,
0: what, do you, what do you see there? Yeah, that's very interesting. I get this question every single day, Chris. And <laughs> that's why I wrote that the, the report on the housing market, what, what, how to compare that to. It's much more similar to the 1990 crash than it is the 2008 crash. Mm. The 2008 crash was ridiculous because it, it was caused by bad credit. Mm. This recession we're going into is we're being thrown into it by the government. And it's interesting to me that people are surprised about this, Chris, because you know what? When you spend money like the government spends money through COVID, you're going to have to pay that back. We pay that back through inflation. So this isn't some Mm. big surprise that we have an inflation problem right now. We should have been preparing for this for the last two years. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that the Fed is behind and trying to catch up. But I also think they might be going too far. So we'll, we'll have to see, you know, you don't really see interest rate, um, the effects of an interest rate adjustment for mm. about six months. So oh, really we're, we're, we're seeing these constant getting hit with these, uh, these higher interest rates. And it's starting to work, but it makes sense because when they started raising the rates, um, but now you've seen inflation's coming down. Um, so if you're asking me for a prediction, it's hard to say. I don't know what's going to happen, but studying previous recessions, um, I feel like we're probably in, at least the housing, in for a softer landing. Um, I know, don't throw a rock at me. I know people are not going to agree with me there, but there's just too, the, the fundamentals in housing is just too strong, I believe, mm-hmm. for a big crash, especially something like 2008.
1: Yeah. I mean I own a mortgage firm for twenty years and was a realtor for six. I I understand how two thousand eight went down. And and we don't have those same sort of paradigms. In fact, we have a, it's a really interesting market that we have right now where we have these recessionary sort of uh, happenings taking place, like interest rates going up to cool an economy, but we also have this explosive demand for employees. Um, part of that came from, uh, part of that came from, uh, to, well, a part of COVID not having immigrants come to the country, but also not having immigrants in the pool. Part of it came from, um, a lot of baby boomers retired early Mm -hmm. and left the market. And there's been some Gen X people that have as well, uh, and just pulled their 401ks and said, I'm just retiring early and screw it. Uh, so it's created, it's kind of weird. It's like this recession that wants to be a recession, but then the employment market is like really yeah. huge. We're normally in a recession, you know, a lot, you know, employment source of five, 10%. Um, it, in this market, I, my understanding is at least 10% or 12% or higher are adjustable rate mortgages, which surprised me that people still do those, but Hey, whatever people want to do um and those ones are going to be highly affected by what's going on and and pr- might be something that ends up you know back in the inventory and in play where investors can maybe pick them up
0: Yeah, possibly. But I I would argue that there's equity there also. So Mm -hmm. they might have some challenges with the interest rate adjustments when a lot of these arms or or adjustable rate mortgages are fixed for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. And once they do start to adjust, there could be a problem with the payment, right? But Mm -hmm. did you know that less than 3% of the homeowners out there have less than 10% equity? Wow. I mean, there's a lot of equity out there, and of course that's because of the big run-up in values. But that mm. equity creates options. Mm. So instead of going into a foreclosure and having a defaulted loan, they, they are going to add to inventory. They're going to just put it on the market and sell it. There you
1: go. Well, and then we won't have as many bankruptcies or you know uh, foreclosures and things like we did in 2008. I remember one of the problems with the 2008 was everyone was just getting drunk on the stuff. Like oh, I mean, totally. in, in Vegas there were people like building out dishes, their home and spending all like all stupid money out of everything out of home equity lines. Uh, I remember one couple, they made the news. They were literally a, a young family with young kids and they were literally living in limousines and driving downtown and eating, you know, like trillionaires, uh, <laughs> all their, all their money cause they just thought it would last forever for some reason. And uh, it was crazy. So let's talk a little bit about your company, uh, Pine Financial Group, and uh, what, what do you guys do and how do you do it?
0: Yeah, like I, like I said, I really have a passion for helping real estate investors with their financing needs. So I focused in on, on the financing side of real estate, mm-hmm. and we created a, a couple of mortgage funds. What The way that works is we bring in private investors Mm -hmm. into a fund. It's like a mutual fund. Think of it like that. And then we use that money to go out and loan to real estate developers doing fix and flips, some new construction, commercial projects. And we we charge high interest rates. So we're Mm -hmm. – they can call it hard money, private money, whatever you want to call it. But we're helping investors rehab houses or add value. Mm -hmm. Um, And they pay a premium for that. So we collect – 10, 12% on our note rate. We pay mm-hmm. out our investors 8% and we're able to make this little spread. And that's the business model. Um, there's mm-hmm. some fees we charge our borrowers also. So it's a very profitable business for us. I'm going to be mm-hmm. transparent about that, but we're also helping our investors to st- stabilize their portfolio and helping our borrowers fix and flip houses.
1: There you go. So is your, is your consumer people that you're loaning money to those aren't usually consumers uh, and uh, what can what, what can people listening know if they're a client for yours or how to work with you?
0: Yeah. So if you're on the borrower side, if you you watch those TV shows, Flip This House or <laughs> Flipping Vegas or whatever they are, um, uh, and you, you want to go out and try to fix and flip a house, that's who we'd be loading money to.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: not the consumer. It's definitely a mom and pop real estate investor. Oh. You know, if we're doing one, two, three fix and flips a year, that's kind of an ideal client for us, helping you get get going, get started. Um, And then on the private lending side, if you're looking for some passive investment that's secured by real estate, this Mm -hmm. is the ideal place to put it.
1: Mm -hmm. And then that's on a – they can find out more about that on your website, thepinereport.com?
0: Yeah, if you go to the dot there's two reports on there one comparing the market today to mm-hmm. 1990. And so how to prepare for what's coming. And the other one is uh, on private lending. So whether you want to loan m- private money on your own, mm-hmm. or if you want to work with a company like ours, you want to know how to stay safe. So that report will help you keep your money safe. Um, so go down one of them, both of them, um, totally free.
1: Yeah. The, the, the great thing is, is with, with, uh, private money investing, you're, and, and investing in real estate, you know, you're, you're investing in something that's very real and tangible. Right. Unlike crypto. (laughs) It's 2022, folks. If you're not familiar with what's going on in crypto, uh, or if you're watching these videos five to 10 years from now, which people do on our channels, uh, you'll know we're in the crypto, uh, frozen crash, FDX's crash and different things and like, like that going on. And the, and, and well, you know, real estate doesn't go through the highs of uh, of crypto and some of the crazy extremes. It also doesn't go through the crazy extremes down, right. like you see with yeah. the thing. And it's good, like you said, passive income where you can make it consistently. And, you know, I what was the old adage my old man used to say? And I can't say, and I, I can't remember who it's, I think it's attributed to a couple different people. I think he used to attribute it to Howard Hughes. But he used to say, that's when we were kids. He's like, would you rather have a penny a day for the next, I don't know, what it was, 30 years, uh, within, with compound interest, or would you have rather have, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars? We'd always be like, uh, we'd rather have the money up front. Cause you know, yeah, we're kids. Yeah. I don't know what my dad wanted out of us at five years old or eight years old, but he <laughs> was tough. Um, but, uh, you know, and then he would tell us, of course, that the penny a day on compound interest you know, was exponential to whatever the cash outlay was. And, you know, that's kind of, this turtle Some usually wins against
0: the hare rabbit who's I, just running around crazy. Yeah, we talked about that too, didn't Chris? And slow and steady, that's what wins. And compound interest, I love the concept. It works so well, mm-hmm. which is why Albert Einstein said, it's the eighth wonder of the world. It's ah. amazing how that works.
1: There you go. So was it Albert Einstein that said that?
0: You know, I think it's either Albert. I know it's either Albert Einstein or Ben Franklin. I've heard both, uh, ben, but I think ben more Franklin people too. have told me uh, Albert Einstein. But yeah, yeah I, me
1: too. I tried looking it up one time, and I'm like, Jesus, this is true. It's like so many people. I'm just, I'm just going to say I said it. So, yes, there I said. You go. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the only intelligent thing I've ever said. Uh, so you guys cover uh, different loans. Uh, you do. Uh, I know you do IRA loans. I thought that was pretty interesting. I think we've had people on the show that have talked about IRA loans.
0: Yeah, so the thing about an IRA loan is you can't guarantee the debt. So the government protects the IRA money. It's immune from creditors and that type of thing. So you can't have a personal guarantee mm-hmm. on a loan to an IRA. So that's what makes it so specialized, and mm-hmm. very few lenders offer that. Everybody wants that personal guarantee. Hmm. Um, so we could loan an IRA money to go out and do a fix and flip or buy a rental property or you know acquire property inside the IRA.
1: Oh, wow. That's gotta be pretty good. Uh, I, 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 I understand the, I don't remember it very well, but I understood at the time, uh, the explanation on how to do it and, uh, putting it into, into, I think you put it into a private IRA or something you do. Or something yeah, special so you do Self-directed. Yeah.
0: Self-directed. Yeah. self-directed
1: yeah. yeah. What a brilliant thing there. Uh, you guys do flash cash, 90% acquisition. What is 90% acquisition?
0: So it's really for a a real estate investor that wants to buy a property and close fast. So we Mm -hmm. don't have any appraisal requirements. We can get that underwritten Um, and closed within one day. It's pretty rare that a, right. We're, we're faster than a title company on that. Uh, We pull our own valuation, do our own comps, Um, but you're going to finance, you're going to do a 10% down payment, and then you're going to have to fund all of the construction yourself. So you have some skin in the, in the game for these. Um, And we're, Pretty conservative on that, so that's how we're able to close so quickly. But yeah, just ninety percent of the purchase, you cover the rest, and, and we do about we'll closing.
1: There you go. You do forty-five day bridge loans and commercial bridge loans. So you, do you guys get into commercial and the fund you guys run?
0: Yeah, very we're limited. We'll go up to twenty percent of the fund in commercial, and I, I want to limit it because of the liquidity. Commercial is fantastic. Usually, it's a higher net worth, higher quality borrower, mm-hmm. um, and you can still cash flow them. So, commercial properties you can rent out and produce income. So, if everything collapses and we have to start taking foreclosures, at least I can produce income and continue to pay the investors their eight percent. Yeah, um, but they're much harder to liquidate. It's hard; they sit on the market much longer than, let's say, a single family house would, which yeah. is why we want to be more weighted in the residential side.
1: There you go. Uh, what are the things do you help borrowers with?
0: Yeah, it's really that. I mean, you, you're uh, reading off some of the product that mm-hmm. we have on the website, but mm-hmm. you know, it really comes down to a real estate investor that wants to add value to a property. So, mm-hmm. anytime you can you can add value to it, we want to be involved. We want to help you with that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we're specific on locations on these loans on the residential side. We're Colorado, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Washington DC. Oh, there now, you go. On the commercial side, we'll go national um, and our private investors, uh, because it's a public fund approved by the SEC, we, we could take investors from all over the country.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so anybody can invest anywhere. And then you guys are typical to those markets. Colorado, what a crazy market. Ever since they legalized pot up there and <laughs> I think they legalized everything or maybe that's Oregon. But, uh that created such a drive oh, yeah. to the real estate market up there. Is insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: especially the industrial and warehouse space because of all the grow facilities. So yeah, a big you, boom you, in that.
1: I mean, I, I love, I love Denver. Denver's a, a beautiful place. I think half my liver's in Lodo, partying there in my thirties, forties. Uh, but uh, what, a, what a beautiful place! It's such an expansive valley. It's, it's a lot like. It's bigger, I think, than uh, Vegas. Vegas, just you know, oh, Clark yeah. County, just has a huge spread. But I think Denver's is just like seems to be endless when you drive around Denver.
0: Well, it's very interesting because it's supposed to be a small town, it's supposed to be the cow town, cow. right? <laughs> so the infrastructure is set up to be small, and now it's midsize, going large. Well, it's over three million in the metro? Wow! People love it because of the three hundred days of sun, the mountains. You got all the activities. So.
1: Yeah, except for the hail.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, there, and tornadoes, we do have
1: those. Oh, yeah. You know, when I first moved there, I, I, I come out of a 7 Eleven. I came from Utah where, you know, they have like 10 kids per family and you'd, you'd, you'd watch the kids jumping on top of their parents' car across the street and stuff. And, uh, you'd be like, well, that must be nice. And, uh, so I, I was at 7 Eleven. I'd first, we'd first open our office for our mortgage company in Denver. And, uh, I, I came out and I saw this car. And it looked like a bunch of kids or a kid had taken a ball peen hammer, that round, uh, oh, yeah. end of the hammer and just pockmarked the whole car all over. And I was laughing because I'm like, ah, that's back from when I was in Utah where the kids, some kid got a hold of a ball peen hammer. And the guy took me aside and I was having my BMW, one of my BMWs brought out. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the guy at 7 Eleven, he says to me, he goes, no, nah, man, that's a hail. You you're not from here, are you? And I was like I was like, What? That's a hill. That's a hell. I called my office. I'm like, we're not shipping my BMW out here. No, no, send it that to idea. Vegas. Yeah. Um and uh and uh yeah, I was like, I'm just renting cars in Denver. I'm not I'm not owning a car out here, (laughs) so we'd rent the Jags out of budget rent a car. Um, But yeah, it's a a crazy town. Minnesota's kind of an interesting market. What's going on in the Minnesota market?
0: Yeah, it's very similar to Denver. I mean, the fundamentals in real estate are very strong, um, less than two months of inventory. So people are freaking out. Hey, we're Uh going to see a housing crash. That's what I keep hearing, right? That's what we're reading in the papers. And then you look at this fundamentals, which is supply and demand, and you're like, you know, an average – Neutral market is about four and a half months of supply, and mm-hmm. we have Minnesota 1.9 months of supply. Mm-hmm. So we're, we would need to double just to get to a neutral, even market. So I think we have a ways to go if we're going to see it, see a crash. There
1: you go. Uh, Wisconsin too is an interesting place. Uh, is that market still holding up about the same?
0: Yeah, it's very similar. We don't do as much there. Um, we mm-hmm. we pr- pretty much say right in Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. But uh, Milwaukee. yeah, it, it's it's good. Uh, we are more conservative out there because mm. of the price point. Uh, mm. So we you know, we we typically loan seventy percent of the property's value, and Milwaukee will go uh, sixty five. Mm-hmm. So we're just a little bit more conser- conservative there. We have great networks. A uh, big deep database in Denver and, and Minneapolis. So if we have a problem, we can get it taken care of quickly.
1: There you go. And then of course Washington D.C. I'm sure the rent always goes up there. Let's just, just get more more pug. I mean, I will see that going down anytime soon. And then there's job.
0: always going to be jobs there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, the uh, what was the thing I was going to ask you about? What do you think about uh, these? There's these big companies. I think BlackRock is one of them uh or these big companies that have been funds that have been buying up like everything yeah. like crazy stupid i think even zillow was involved in that and yeah. now some of them are i don't know if they're having liquidity problems but i know one of them locked off withdrawals and there's there's a kind of an interesting discussion that's been going on that yeah. there may be some inventory coming to the market from you know them some of these companies maybe hitting the wall i don't know what do you any well,
0: yeah, so that's Blackstone you're talking about. Ah, have Paws, they have pause, They have paused distributions, and they had identified 30 cities across the country where they're going to stop buying properties, which is a concern. That's oh, yeah. because they're the largest or were the largest buyers of single-family detached homes in the entire country. Yeah. So they were buying them and renting them out, and they were just foreclosure auctions wherever they can get them, right? So they were competing heavily with real estate investors. So you can look at this two ways is it a concern that they're not going to be buying it? And will will we see an increase of inventory because it's not getting sucked up by this big buyer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly. But isn't that maybe a good thing because now one of the largest competitors to investors is out of the market and you can go out and, and find better projects and better deals, better value.
1: Mm -hmm. And they probably, I mean, my understanding, some of it was just like AI automated, like Zillow, I think was just buying up like stupid everything. And, uh, there's probably a bit of higher risk to some sort of portfolios like that, isn't there? I think that's what they're finding.
0: That's interesting. So Black, Blackstone was buying it for their own portfolio for uh-huh. their investors to benefit from mm-hmm. Zillow and Redfin and some of these other, we call them iBuyers. Mm-hmm. Um, they were out there buying them to flip them, uh, Yeah. And, but they're losing their ass, Chris. I mean, they're <laughs> dropping prices like 20, 30% on wow. these properties and you're seeing them just, just going, oh, It's crazy. Uh, but that's because they're paying way too much for the a house that needs work because of the model you're talking about. Do you think Zillow has a good model to value real estate? That's terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. It's taking a, a radius of properties and trying to average and guess a value instead of looking like a you were a realtor. So, you know, looking at very specific comps, that's how you value property, not yeah. wide net and just take an average of it. So they weren't getting their values right. And they're out there buying. And that's why they're, losing their ass. And that's why um, they've never been profitable in the iBuying program. And that's why we're seeing all these layoffs. Yeah, I think You said that really earlier that there's a lot of jobs out there, which is true. Mm-hmm. Unemployment is way too low for inflation to be where it's at. It has to come up. We're going to see unemployment go up, mm-hmm. but we're already seeing it. You have Amazon. I don't know when this is going to air, but you have Amazon dropping 50,000 or whatever in, employees in the middle of the holiday season.
1: Yeah. Bunch of tech companies as well. Um <laughs> It's kind of interesting to me um, because the mid to small companies and businesses are are desperate for those people. Uh, You know, like I mentioned before in the show, everywhere I go in town, like I was at, uh, where was that, Five Guys the other day? They had a whole table spread. I mean. But I, I told the joke, I think, on the show. Uh, they didn't really do this, but this is a joke. But they were like, uh, uh, what do you want, sir? And I'm like, I'll take a burger, and some fries, and a drink. And I'm like, would you like to work here too? Because we need somebody to cook that for you. Um, there's the joke.
0: Uh, that but, I, but, I got a question for you real quick. Go You're ahead. Sure. Five, you were at five guys. Yeah. Does that hit the five food groups on the pyramid?
1: It also does, yes.
0: It is, does? Okay. Yes.
1: official, I believe um, – I don't know. Somebody said that. Maybe it was me. So whatever. But, uh, yeah, that and cheese, lots of cheese. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that and Pop Tarts. and your- Yeah,
1: and the Pop Tarts. You gotta have the, uh, Pop Tarts. Oh, I remember what the joke was. I originally wrote it was Hot Pockets. It wasn't Pop Tarts. That was good. Oh, okay. yeah, I was trying to get back to that, but to- uh, I'll say that it. for another show. Hot Pockets. If I can steal from that comedian homage to him. Uh, it was Hot Pockets were part of the five food groups, but Pop Tarts work the same. <laughs> Don't eat that crap, people. Uh, oh, crap. I just lost the Pop Tart sponsor. Um, so, <laughs> and, but I'll get the diabetes sponsor back now. There you go. Oh, uh, wow. Guys. You got
0: five guys now. So you wow, good.
1: that just went all the way around, didn't it? Uh, I feel like that guy from Cocoon who always did the diabetes commercial now. Um, so anyway, back on track. Uh, it, yeah, it's interesting how they just—they were just buying all this stuff, and it's crazy. And yeah, like you mentioned, you—you you can't just look at a whole area. You've got to comp stuff to what's comparable, is what the comp refers to in the market. So, you know, you can't compare uh you know a price range you know in like Vegas we have these really weird things where uh, we just build an area put a wall around it and then this is the high value homes and the next it we put a bunch of single family homes and we're like yeah. these are completely different you're like but they're right across the street from each other that's right but there's a wall and up here in Utah, it's a little different. They, they, you know, you've, you've, you have like an area that you build it in. You don't put up any walls because they don't, they're not really big on HOAs up here. Um, and, uh, they're spending all that money on the 10 kids, I guess, for the HOA fees. I mean, Vegas is crazy with the HOA fees. Uh, what else have we touched on that you guys do and, and some of the ways you've helped was- consumers?
0: As I'm listening to you talking, I'm thinking the volatility and the crypto and what happened there. You know, went from 60 down to what is it today, 16 or something. Something like um, that. It's, it's insane. But, and then you, I talk Are we talking world. about
1: Tesla stock? Or are we talking about crypto? <laughs> no, go so, ahead. So let's
0: talk about stocks. I mean, yeah. we. I get feedback all the time about our public fund. Like, I, I don't know. First of all, maybe it's too good to be true, so I'm not going to invest in it. Or, uh, I'm not going to invest in it because my financial advisor told me to throw it into a mutual fund in the stock market. So we hear mm-hmm. this all the time, right? We all understand the stock market. That's where our 401k goes. That's where our advisors get paid to, to direct us. So they're directing us there. Um, and then you look, it's safer, right? It's safe because everyone understands it. You mm-hmm. look at t- 2022 from the top to the bottom is over a 25% loss. And you're going to tell me real estate is is uh, risky? Um, <laughs>
1: I mean even with even with normal stocks you at least have what's called the price to earnings ratio where you where you know what the value is uh based upon the asset value of the company if it were right. to be sold. Uh you know, and sometimes there's fluctuations that are crazy on that, but uh yeah, Tesla stock just hit a new low of uh what is one hundred and thirty seven today? Their high was three oh three, so they're down by half since October twenty two twenty. Uh, so have fun with that folks. Uh, yeah. And that's
0: one stock. I was talking about the whole S and P. Oh yeah. That's a, that's the 500 largest companies and that dropped 20. So even if you're diversified, you're not safe.
1: Yeah. These come down massively, uh, in recessions, the highest point of, uh, Bitcoin was 64,400 in November 12th, 2021. As of today, as you, you nailed it. 16,793. So I've got a lot of crypto friend boys that are working at 7-Eleven right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's they're hurting. But uh, yeah, I mean, investing in something of value that makes money, Uh you've got the de- depreciation write-offs, that thing's always a bonus. Mm-hmm. And uh you just make money day in and day out. And it's always going to be there. It's always going to be worth something. It seems like in this country, the last 10 or 20 years, we haven't really been building a lot of new real estate either. It seems like the demand oh. has been more for apartments.
0: It's interesting. I just I just read this because we did a webinar and I was like trying to prepare for that webinar and building is down over ten percent new start. Mm-hmm. So we're the inventory is not coming coming on the market. Yeah, um, and
1: crazy. that's what happened in twenty. What was it? Twenty? It was well. It was uh, two thousand one. It was the nine eleven. Um yeah. Or two thousand, which 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 world do I live in? Two thousand eleven was nine eleven two thousand eleven. I don't no, know. Two,
0: 2001. That was 2001, dot right? The dot-com crash, and then 9-11 right after. Nope. So just like a... a, a-
1: it was like a double whammy. But what happened with 9-11 was a lot of people, especially in Vegas, they pulled a lot of developers and builders pulled their permits, and, or not the permits, but their uh, their projects. And they're like, we're going to recession, a session. We're going to pull back. Mm-hmm. And it left this glut hole in the inventory where th- they weren't being produced, which meant that two or three years down the line, when those products weren't hitting market, mm-hmm. they ended up with the market that the demand exceeded the inventory and went mm-hmm. crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. And, um, uh, so, you know, recessions like this will do the same thing. But yeah, uh, you know, in markets like San Francisco and stuff, you can't even really build there. I mean, no one wants right. stuff blocking their view up on the hill in downtown. Um, it, it's, and it's crazy. So the demand just keeps growing. And last time we checked, we hit, what was it? Seven billion people in the world. I don't know. People, people still keep having kids. Sadly, yeah. no. I'm just kidding. Um, some of you, it is sad. Uh, stop having kids. Uh, it's like me. They just they came. They went to me and said, "Please, we just said that. That's don't funny. don't breathe. Don't breathe, sir. Don't breathe. Don't have any kids, Chris. You're you're a horrible enough person as it is. So there you go. But no, please, just, just none of
0: your listeners or viewers are are that. They don't fall into that category. <laughs>
1: no, it's just me. Clarify. Right. Yeah, just me, pretty much. They're just like, uh, yeah, don't don't breed, Chris. There's, one of you is enough. That's basically what <laughs> those are the jokes, people. Um, so anything more we want to touch on or tease out uh, about your book and you guys and what you're doing?
0: No, I just think that, you know, when. You listen to your financial advice and you and you want to stay safe. You want to keep your money safe. You need true diversification. True diversification Definitely. does not come in a mutual fund in the stock market. You yeah. need to invest some in Wall Street if you're comfortable there and some in Main Street. Mm-hmm. Let's get some of the money into Main Street. And then you know what? That tortoise wins, right? The tortoise you wins. Go. So if you're, you you're slow and steady, you don't have to hit the home run. Mm-hmm. Base hits win the game. Yeah. Just, it's something that's going to be consistent, you can count on, and then if it can compound, that's a bonus.
1: Diversify your investments. So $5 in crypto and just put all your money in something more safe. <laughs> or safe, for that matter. More safe. I don't know. Uh, safe. Uh, so there you go. Uh, well, it's been wonderful and insightful to have you on, uh, Kevin. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Chris, you're awesome. It's been a lot of fun.
1: There you go. Well, it's, that's what everyone tells me. You're the only one who told me that. No, I'm, I don't know. There's a joke there somewhere, but I won't, I'll just leave it be it Because I, I don't want to ruin the fact that I'm awesome. Uh, so give us your plugs, your .com's wherever people can find you on the internet. Yeah, if
0: you want to reach me directly, you can go to pinefinancialgroup.com. Again, it's pinefinancialgroup.com. If you want that report on how to keep your money safe in private lending, debt is much safer than equity. So that's why we do lending and not so much buying, um, go to the thepinereport.com. It's thepinereport.com.
1: There you go. Check it out, guys. And uh, also there be affiliate link on the Chris Voss Show where you can order up your Pop-Tarts and Hot Pockets. <laughs> and there you guys. go. Order up the book wherever fine books are sold, 45-Day Investor, How to Buy an Investment Property with Nothing Down in 45 Days or less. Thanks to for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com for just Chris Foss, youtube.com for just Chris Foss, the uh, big LinkedIn group, 130,000 people. Go subscribe to that thing over there and LinkedIn newsletter as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe and we'll see you guys next time. And that should-